If you have your Bibles tonight, open to Matthew chapter 9. Verse 20, verse 26, this is right after Jesus went to the, uh, and raised the little girl from death. He said, she's sleeping, they laughed him to scorn. He took her by the hand and said, get up, she got up. They weren't laughing no more, the Bible doesn't say anything about it, so I'm thinking they weren't laughing anymore. But in verse 26, and the fame, the fame hereof went abroad in all that land. And when Jesus departed thence or there, two blind men followed him crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yes, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, he touched their eyes, according to, and said, saying, according to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus straightly charged them, saying, see that no man know it. But they, when they were departed, spread abroad his fame in all that country. You see, tonight we're going to be praying. And there's things that you prayed for this week. There may be something you're praying about you haven't shared with anybody. It's that personal. But I want to ask you this question. Do you realize that Jesus is asking you and me the same question every time that we come into his presence? Do you think I'm able to do this? Do you believe that I'm able to do this? Now, we can be weak in our prayers. We can be weak in our spirits when we're facing things. We've got brothers and sisters who are sick now. They don't feel like praying. But we come on their behalf. That's what we do. We come and we, we stand in the gap for them. We stand in the gap for those that are lost, that we're praying for. Maybe they come and they're at the altar and they're trying to get things right with the Lord. They're trying to get to this place. They're trying to pray through, to break through. And there's always some saints gathered around them praying. I can't pray nobody to salvation, but brother, let me tell you something. I can get a hold of heaven and say, Lord, keep the devil off of their back. Lord, keep the enemy out of here. Lord, you have your way. Let this person make their decision. Let this person talk to you without any kind of hindrance from the enemy. I can't see the enemy, but I know he's real. And therefore, I can stand in the gap and pray that. I didn't believe for nobody. I can't save anybody. How about you? But they can meet with Jesus, and whenever he convicts their hearts and he calls them to, our job as saints is to come and pray with them. For those that are sick and they're feeling that they just, they've lost all hope, we can go and pray for them. I believe it's in James chapter 5. It says, if any sick among you, let the elders of the church come and lay and anoint them with oil and lay hands on them. And, the, and the, 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 the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And if they have sinned, they shall be forgiven. 
So our prayers mean something, and our prayers mean something for our brothers and sisters, but the question still remains tonight as you're praying for that request you have. Jesus is going to be asking you. I want you to picture this in your mind. I want you to hear it in your spirit. Jesus is going to be asking, do you believe I'm able to do this? And it ain't just a, it's not, it's not just a, it's not just words that we give him. He knows our hearts. Do you believe that I'm able to do this is what the Lord says. And then he tells these men, according to your faith, be it unto you. In other words, if you believe I can do this, if you halfway believe I can, I guess you're going to get half sight. I don't know. But according to your faith, it's going to be done unto you. Now, folks, those are some big words. We try to take it and, and we try to walk around those sometimes. We try to wiggle around them so that, well, maybe it didn't mean that if Jesus. No, the bottom line is he says it here in the word. We can't change the word. According to your faith, it will be to you. That's what he told these men, and they'd followed him. He done raised somebody from the dead, and these men followed him. Blind men followed him. I ain't worked that one out in my mind yet. But somehow they knew where Jesus was because the word says they went to the house where he was. And they went in, but he had a question. You think I'm able to do this? Do you believe I'm able to do this? Righteousness is a belief and trust in God. Right? Faith is believing and trusting in God. You've seen God? No. You've seen the results of what God has done. There's a storm coming up through there a few minutes ago. That's the hand of God. Rain's going to fall down and the waters are going to come down and the, they're going to water plants. Grass will grow. People will complain about it because now it's too big. When a month ago we were complaining because it was too dry. But it's all about him. It's what he's going to do. And so he's in this control. He knows what he's doing. And says, but they departed and spread abroad his fame in all that country. And as they went out, behold, they brought to him a dumb man possessed with a devil. You see, Jesus can do so much. He can give sight to the blind. He can raise the dead back from, from, from death to life. He can drive out demons. He's got it all under his control. And so that's what happens. These guys are leaving and saying, well, Jesus just healed me and I can see. Well, he says, well, let's go here and let's see. We've got this dumb man that's possessed with the devil. And when, he, and when the devil was cast out, the dumb spake and the multitudes marveled, saying, it was never so seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, he casteth out devils through the prince of devils. The Pharisees, the religious guys came and had to explain away what Jesus was doing. Do we ever see that today? All the time. Do we ever see it in our midst? Quite a bit. Those are the kinds of things we pray for. We explain away. Well, it ain't really Jesus. It ain't really the power of God. It's the vitamins I've been taking. I went and seen somebody who's sick today. Let me, let me stop right there. 
Now, if I was worried about being sick, I wouldn't have went and seen them people, but them people really was glad to see me. Why? I have no power, but I prayed. They knew somebody cared. But now, if I had worried about what the devil was going to do, I'd never go anywhere, particularly when somebody's in the hospital. I mean, my goodness, that's the germ center of Lynchburg or Bedford or whatever town you're in. Yet whenever we get down with an ailment, that's where we go. We run to the emergency room and we sit with all these sick people, complain about them coughing on us and can't wait to get in. You got a mask I could wear, please? This guy's got something awful. Mine's not that bad, but I need healed. Come on now, you know what I'm talking about. So if that was the case, if I was worried about these illnesses happening, then what's the difference in going into a guy's house that's sick or going to see him in room 460 in Lynchburg in the Tower East? The same sick people have been there. That's where you pray and you trust the Lord. Lord, I'm doing this for you. And I'm going to tell you, there have been times that I've gotten sick. Brother Bays, have you ever gotten sick? You think probably from being in the hospital to see somebody? Never. You prayed more than I have. Because I went in and I believe maybe that's what's happened. Maybe it was somebody shook my hand on Sunday morning, but the point is, I get into the hospital and a day or two later, you're sitting down and you're like, oh my goodness, your stomach's rumbling, what's going on? Well, the newspaper says and the news says that they've got a whole big case of this going on and that and diarrhea's running rampant and throwing up and all these kinds of things. I bet I got it at the hospital. I should have not gone and seen Brother Randy because when I went to see him and he was feeling good, he was glad somebody come to see him, but I ended up getting sick. Now, if I had that kind of mindset, I'd never go anywhere. And I wouldn't let you come see me either, by the way. I don't know where you've been, so stay away. You see our logic and our thinking behind these kinds of things, folks? We've got to put Jesus in control. Do you believe that I'm able to do this? So before I went into this house, I said, I believe you're able to do this. These people need to see you. I felt your spirit was telling me to go in and visit them and pray with them. And therefore, I expect, Lord, that you will take care of me. I'm not sick right now. Now, tomorrow you call me and I might be sneezing my head off. If it is, y'all pray for me. But I listened to what the Lord had for me to do. Amen? Do you understand what I'm talking about? We get a little mixed up sometimes about all these things. We want to apply things the way we want to apply things. If I don't want to go see Jesse, and I don't particularly like Jesse, when he's in the hospital and there's a lot of sick people over there, it's very easy for me to stay at home and not do a thing. And justified too most of the time. When now Berkeley's in the hospital, I love that man to death. We can sit and talk old war stories all the time. And man, they can have the plague up there and I'm going in. And I'm praying, Lord, you protect me. You understand what I'm talking about? Do you believe that he's able. You're going to the hospital with your baby here next week. Do you believe that he is able? And that's all that matters. Regardless of what the outcome is, do you believe that he is able? He's able to get her to heaven if that so be the outcome. With your mama, if it is his will that she go to be in heaven, 
Oh, he is more than able to make sure that happens. And if it's his will that she not have cancer no more and that two weeks from now she's up doing like she was 30 years ago, then he is able. Amen? Amen. But the Pharisees and the religious leaders, the ones who claim the very thing that they talk about are the ones that are sitting here and saying, well, that didn't come from God. That had to be by the devil. They give the devil more credit than they give God. He drives them out because he's the father of all this. He's the leader of this. But the Pharisees said, he cast us out devils through the prince of the devils. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among people. Stop right there. Every. Everybody say every. That means there ain't nothing that ever has been and there ain't nothing that ever is going to be again that he is not capable of healing. We have to know that in our hearts. We have to believe that. We don't just play word service to the Lord. We got to know it. He's able. He's able. He's able to cleanse me. He's able to rescue me. He's able to bring healing to me. But when the people saw the multitudes and he was moved, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. Because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. But he saith unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. All this falls together. You see, folks, I don't have a special robe and a cap that I wear with a great big cross hanging down here. I could. But it doesn't change what's inside of Ken's heart, nor your heart. People say, well, that's the pastor. Let's go call him the pastor. Okay, let's stop right there. He's Ken. If you get healed because I laid hands on you and touched you and we prayed, it's because God did it. Ken didn't do it. If you want to have the Holy Ghost come down and just bless you tremendously tonight, it won't be Ken that's going. No, it will be him. He said, pray the Lord of the harvest that he will send workers. Who are the workers? All those that are saved. Do you believe that he is able? Brother Willie, do you believe that the Lord is able to use you as the conduit to go into a hospital room and to lay hands on somebody and pray for them that they receive they're healing. Well, what, a, what, what, what are you talking about? I'm the guy up here on the platform. You see how the mindset goes of people? No. He's the Lord of the harvest. And the workers are us. All of us. So we have to follow his spirit. As you pray tonight, the first thing that you're going to be asked by the Lord, do you believe I'm able to do this? If you don't believe you're able to do this, I want to ask you to do something. I want you to ask the Lord to help you with your unbelief because you're in a bad place. This is not casting stones, folks. This is saying you got, you're stuck in the mud and you need some gravel stowed under your tire. 
Nobody's throwing rocks at you. We weren't trying to throw it under the tire so you can get traction and get pulled out. You understand what I'm talking about? There's no place for pride. Well, they'll think funny of them. No. Anybody thinks fun of you, they need to meet Jesus. No, that's what we pray for. But when he asked you that question tonight, if you, do you believe I'm able to do this? Be honest with yourself. Be honest with that person you're praying for. And if you can't say yes, take that request to someone else. Take it up here and lay it on the altar. Because I just don't think the Lord's able to do this. I wish I had it in me. There's nothing wrong with that. There was a man that asked Jesus to touch his daughter. Do you believe? He said, well, Lord, help my unbelief. I believe, but help my unbelief. That's a man that knows his limitations, and there's not a thing in the world wrong with that. As a matter of fact, you're really close to God when you're there. When you can look in the mirror and say, well, Lord, you know, there's an awful lot of blemishes here. Are you sure you called me? Are you sure you want to use me? But that's an honest person, folks. I want them praying for me any day that they can. It's the ones that don't see those blemishes and think they got nothing that's going on. I just assume they go ahead and pray for themselves because I don't know if they could crack the roof or not. That's just throwing fun. I understand that. But if you believe that he's able, then you continue to pray. Okay? Do you believe he's able? So as Alicia gives us some music tonight. Oh, one more thing. There was something he said back here. See that no man knows it. Why did he say that? This is the fleshly side of Jesus, I believe, okay? This is just me talking. I, I hope it's from heaven. Why did he say that? Because he was giving us an example to say, it ain't about me, it's about my father. What I do is what I've seen my father do. Maybe he didn't want to be overrun with a lot of people wanting to get raised from the dead. I No, that's not so. No, I think he was showing us humility. See that you tell no one about this. But yet, they did. All over the place in the Bible, they didn't mind the Lord. And that perplexed me for a long time, so I believe that's what he was doing. He was teaching us from the human side of things. This is the Father doing it, and I don't want any glory. I don't, I, what I've seen him, what you've seen me do, you, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I don't do anything unless he's shown me what I've already seen of him. By the way, that's not the gospel. Don't say Ken said that. He's teaching false doctrine. I'm giving you my opinion. If you have a better one, I'd love to hear it. That's what we're here for, right? So we can learn and grow in the Lord. I think that's why he said it. So as you're praying tonight... Before you pray for those requests that are in your pocket, in your hand, meet with Jesus and say, do I really believe that he's able to do this? And then go with it. Okay? I think we're a little slighted, but you can have the one I had because I know plenty to pray for. I ran out. It's not in the hospital. He's now in the rehabilitation place. 
He's, he's still weak, but he was sitting up the other day in a wheelchair. Uh, pray for his comfort. You're getting tired of sitting and laying, folks. You can imagine what you'd be like if that's all you could do for weeks and months. So you can pray for him. You can pray for Sister Marion who's having issues. You can pray for Brother Eddie and Sister Dolores. You can pray for Brother Ken Jones, safe return back to work. You can pray for all of our children that are heading to school tomorrow. Nobody knows what they're going to face. You saw people in this altar this morning. You might not know what they were praying about, but you can just say, well, Lord, I want to pray for this guy. I seen Brother Mike in the altar this morning. And Lord, just lead me in prayer for him. There is so much to pray for. If we would just open ourselves up and let the Holy Spirit use us, he will feed us things to pray for. Amen.